0: Episode 32 of Beef's Beef. Uh, I'm going to do a an episode today where we kind of do, I like the Bracketology Show did, where we're going to go and break down each uh, each different bracket and uh, give who we think is going to win. I have a special guest with me today, uh, one of my good buddies that I've known for a while, hooped with him a couple of times on some teams, and uh, knows, I'm lucky to have a lot of friends that know a pretty good amount about sports, so Everybody, welcome John Iacono to the episode today.
1: Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Glad to talk some basketball.
0: Yes, it is going to be good. And even though Louisville's not in the tournament, your team is. So, I mean, at least you get to have some excitement with this. Yeah, uh, not the strongest
1: Florida team that we could have. Obviously, no big men. But, uh, you know, they've had some good stretches this year. So we'll we'll see how far they can take it.
0: So what we're going to do is we're going to start by going through each – different bracket we'll start in the south go to the west the east and then the midwest we'll go out to uh we'll go all the way out to our lead eight stop in that bracket and then go to the next one and then uh at the end of it we'll get our final four and then who we think is going to win so we'll start up top with the number one overall seed i think we both kind of have this one i don't really i mean i don't really think we'll have to talk too much about any of the first round matchups for the one seeds i don't think any of us think they're going to lose uh, I mean, I think we both have Virginia going there. I agree. Yeah. Six teams never beat a one. I don't think this will be the year that we have it. I mean, no. it's a
1: lot more parity in college basketball these days, but I think that's still that's still a game on your bracket. You could just go ahead and just move the one. There.
0: Yeah. Now the next one. I mean, the eight nine seeds are always some of the most interesting games. You got Creighton, who I've been I've said a couple times. I, I know not everybody agrees with me you. Disagree. I think the Big East is the best conference. Uh, I think Creighton is a very solid team we were actually just talking about before we came on here. I mean, they – I think they could give Virginia trouble. I I mean, I'm not going to give away what I think is going to happen in the next round, but I'm taking Creighton over Kansas State, even though I do think Kansas State's not a bad team. I agree. And like we said uh, before we came on here, McDermott, I mean, great coach. Yeah.
1: Uh, Efficient offense. They don't turn the ball over, so – I, I could see them winning this game, and like that, like you said about the eight nine games. I mean, this is usually where you get the best of the mid majors versus the lower tier of your power five conferences. So yeah, you get a lot of pretty even matchups.
0: Yeah, I mean it's very true. Uh, I'll let you take the I'll take let you take the next little bracket here first. That way you're naming your winners first. All right. Uh, next game we got Kentucky five seed against twelve Davidson.
1: Uh, I went ahead – I took Kentucky in this one. Uh, I think Davidson is playing good ball right now. Yeah. But uh, this is probably one of Kentucky's better stretches too. Even though they weren't really challenging the SEC tournament too much because a lot of the higher seeds fell before, they did have a good game against Tennessee.
0: And uh, I, I can see them handily beating Davidson. And, I mean, Georgia's not that good of a team. But to lead the whole way the, the way they did and just completely dismantle that Georgia team, still pretty impressive because – I mean, the SEC is one of the top conferences in in college basketball this year. To be honest with you, they pretty much ran through the 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 tournament, uh, the SEC tournament. To be honest with you, yeah. Um, I as well have Kentucky. I think Davidson could give them a game, but I mean, who knows if that team that played in the second half against West Virginia shows up? I don't know if there's a team on the whole bracket that could beat them. To be, I mean, anywhere. I mean, it's just this team has been. Kind of like how I felt like Louisville has been all season. So up and down, It's if if they're up, though, I mean, they could beat anybody. And I think you find that in a lot of teams in this field. Like, there's a lot more teams that have
1: 9, 10, 11 losses yeah. that you can easily see advancing this year.
0: It was weird. Like, looking at all of the one seeds, Villanova's got four or five losses. Xavier's got four or five losses. Kansas has got, what, seven? I appreciate sure yeah. Kansas got seven. Yeah. Virginia's really the only like normal one seed you typically two see losses. with two losses. I mean, then you got your two seeds, North Carolina's got like nine losses. Yeah, I believe after Virginia, the best record actually is I think Gonzaga. I believe like they only have four losses. Yeah. So it's I mean, it's this has been like you said, this has been a year where it's, you've just seen a lot of losses. I mean, it was weird at the beginning of the season seeing teams like four or five losses early in the season still in top twenty five. I was like, man, that's, that's weird. I don't know why they're still in the top 25. Now you're looking. You're like, that's why everybody's losing. So many teams are so inconsistent. But next game, we got Arizona and Buffalo. Who'd you take in that one?
1: Uh, Arizona. Uh, even though, you know, I think early in the year, they lost, what, three, four games in a row. It kinda, yeah. They kind of lost their luster. You know, beginning of the year, they're they're the shiny star. Everyone likes them. And uh, they kind of lost their luster a little bit there in the middle of the season. And But deep down, you know, that's a really talented team in for a four seed, I
0: mean that's that's a lot of talent. I think it kind of helped them to I mean, one, I mean, I, I'm not one of those guys that says you need to lose to help you, but it took them out of the limelight. And with a young team, with you know, you got Alonzo Trier is a little bit older, but then you have your best player, who I think is the best player in the nation, DeAndre Ayton. Mm-hmm. It takes the limelight off of you, where everyone's not watching you now, and yeah. now you can just go play ball, just go do your own thing, and don't worry about what everybody else is saying. And they really did that until that FBI stuff came out. And then they got the limelight back on them. But they still, I mean, still rolled off eight out of nine wins. And the only loss is the one that they didn't have Trier they didn't have Sean Miller. So, I mean, to me, those two, the two that we have meeting in the next round might be the two hottest teams in the tournament right now. Agree. Yeah, there's probably two <coughs> other teams you could throw in there with them. Uh, we'll get to them a little bit later. But we'll move to the next one. I, I know that you have had your eye on this one and – anybody that's talked to you I feel like you kind of convinced them on this (laughs) on this next one uh I'm not going to steal your your limelight on this one I'll let you take this
1: Uh, you got number six Miami against number 11 Loyola Chicago uh Loyola Chicago I'm obviously a Florida fan yeah they they came played Florida in December and I mean I was just in shock I I saw it on the schedule I'm thinking okay 20 30 point win especially coming off the uh the tournament out in Oregon I'm so I'm thinking, oh, easy gimme game. These guys can play. They shoot well. They defend. One of the best defensive teams in the nation. Uh, number 12, actually, in defensive efficiency. You only give up 62 points a game. And then Miami, uh, they did rule Brown out. So he's not playing Thursday. I don't even know if he's going to play at all in the tournament if they advance. But he is definitely out for that game. And, I mean, uh, that
0: makes it even more of a – I mean, I think even with Brown, you still take Loyola. I agree. And, and – now that you don't have one of your best players, I, I mean, I don't. We both have Loyola going to the next round, but the next one is also an interesting one. You brought up Wright State before we came on here about how good defensively they are, and I mean Tennessee's no nobody to snub. Your knows that they made the SEC championship game. They had a good season all year. I mean, they won a couple of games. They were one of the teams that actually beat Purdue early. Or yeah. beat uh beat Arizona. I think they beat Arizona and Purdue. And they won the battle for Atlantis, I believe. I think they beat uh Western in the championship of the Battle of Atlantis or something like that. I don't I'm West it was Western or something like that, but I have Tennessee moving on against Wright State.
1: So but, do I. but like I said, that Wright State team, <laughs> they can they play very well defensive, defensively. You can got Tennessee who's not strong offensively. If you're a yeah. man, take the under.
0: Yeah, it's it could it could get, get it could get ugly for sure. Um the next game we go around the seven ten matchup. We got Nevada and Texas, and I feel like Nevada is such a—they're kind of an unknown a little bit for a lot of people. They are, they can you see some of their scores and you're like, all right, they're pretty good. And to me, Texas is like I, I don't I don't like Texas. And here's I mean I like Shaka Smart, and I think he is. I'm gonna take his last name and say he is pretty smart for some of the things he did, because you hear rumors that a lot of the games that. They knew they were going to lose. They sat Bamba out because they knew that the committee wouldn't hold it against them. I don't know if that's true, but uh, I mean, I have Nevada moving on. Yeah,
1: so do I. Uh, Nevada can score. Yeah, I mean, they have. But the only issue is they're not deep. I and mean, when you got a guy like Bamba who could be a presence in the middle there, and you wonder if he could get them in foul trouble. I, I have Nevada winning, and I and I think they should win. Yeah, you know, by okay margin here, but. There, There is an outside chance that they get in foul trouble when they're not being very deep. You know, It could be a game changer
0: for Texas. Now, the next one we got uh, Cincinnati and kind of a tournament darling from what, two or three years ago? Yeah. The Georgia, Georgia State. Uh, interesting that Ron Hunter is actually one of the people that they're maybe rumoring going to Georgia, which I I don't know how good of a fit that would be, but I mean, he's had a decent little run at Georgia State. Who knows? But uh, I'm taking Cincinnati on this one.
1: I agree with Cincinnati.
0: Yeah, so let's go back up there to the top. We had uh, Virginia. I have Virginia Creighton. You had the same thing? Yes, sir. Uh, I got Virginia moving on, but I do think Creighton can give them a tough game.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I do have Virginia moving, but moving on, but I mean, it,
0: it'll be a tight one. Yeah. I, that, they're, for an eight seed, that's an that's underrated team. Especially for the number one overall seed. I mean, I expect them to get somebody like the, I mean, a Missouri up there maybe, or mm-hmm. even like a. And Alabama, I think they kind of got a little gypped on their 8-9 game. I think they may have – They may have got gypped all the way around when you look at yeah. the top
1: half of that bracket, I mean – we both had Virginia, Creighton, Kentucky, and Arizona advancing. And yeah. if you're Virginia, knowing you got to play Creighton, and then either Kentucky or Arizona. Yeah, it's uh, and being the number one overall seed. Uh, it seems like it always happens.
0: It seems like the number one overall seed is supposed to get the easiest one, but they never do.
1: I think some of that is they try to keep some of these teams in good locations. Yeah. For based, you know, like Kentucky's a southern place. You know, keeping in the South, Virginia is more southern than most of these other places, so they're going to try to keep them in
0: the South. It's right, I true. think that has something to do with it. But then you look over at Villanova's bracket, and some of their teams in that top part of the bracket, it's like Wichita State's good, but they have not been playing that well here lately. And, I mean, they could very well just throw the ball out and just get all the way to the Elite Eight. Yeah. So, but. It's uh, almost like you
1: could switch Virginia and Villanova to make you
0: the number one overall seed get what they deserve. Yeah. Uh, or even Kansas. I mean, I don't really. But, I mean, we'll get to them later. I, that's why I feel like in this one, it's like, man, I kind of feel like they got a little gypped on some of, the, on their bracket. But then we go down to the uh, Kentucky-Arizona game. Uh, I'm a big Arizona believer, which is different than normal for me because normally um, Arizona is overrated. This year I feel like they got gypped. I don't think they deserved the four seed. I thought they deserved to be higher, to be honest. Uh, winning eight of nine, winning their conference title. Uh, I took Arizona over Kentucky. I took Arizona as
1: well, and like we said earlier, it's a very talented team. Uh, Kentucky does have a lot of length, though, and you wonder yeah. if that could cause problems, even for a guy like Ayton, You know, he's not just seeing one big body coming yeah. at him. He can see numerous.
0: But uh, in the end, I'm going to go ahead and take Arizona as well. My biggest thing with Arizona is is who's going to guard him? Is it, If it's going to be Nick Richards, he'll go for 40. Nick Richards is very soft inside. If you put PJ Washington, then you got to worry about PJ Washington getting in foul trouble and not being able to score on the other end. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, it's definitely going to be two guys running yeah. at him constantly. And then you do that and you worry about Trier. So it's, exactly. it, it's I think it's a horrible matchup for Kentucky. And I think Kentucky kind of got gypped in this seating as well. I mean, the four, five, and one in this, I feel like all kind of got gypped in this because Kentucky. Ended the season well. Virginia played the whole season well, and Arizona ended the season well. I don't think I think they should have been a different bracket. I think I would have rather seen Kentucky is a four and Auburn is a five. I can I can agree with that. Block those two, yeah. Uh, so then we moved down. We got the Loyola Chicago Tennessee game. Who you got in that one? I have Loyola again. Like I said, that defense.
1: Tennessee Tennessee's gonna have a battle just to get past Wright State, and uh, I don't know if they're up to it.
0: Put up that same type of fight two games in a row. Uh, not a very good offense. I, I see Loyola winning. I have Loyola winning as well. I told you, man, you made me a believer. I watched their championship game, but I mean, if there was ever a marketing department for Loyola Chicago, I think you would. You should probably be the head of it. Uh, I mean, you so – I mean, I almost want to go buy a T-shirt, and become like part of a booster club for them. Uh, I don't. I don't know. This they are. Very they have a lot of veteran leadership, which helps a lot in the tournament. And when you can play defense, it doesn't matter if you're not scoring. If you stop somebody from scoring, it doesn't matter if you're hitting shots. So I'm gonna move down to the Nevada Cincinnati game. Uh, I took Nevada. I think I know I said that they were kind of an unknown, but I, they can like you said before, they can score. And I think that Cincinnati's gonna have a tough time stopping them.
1: I agree to an extent. I do have Cincinnati actually winning, and I do think stopping Nevada is a tough thing, but uh, they're not very deep. It'll be the second game in what, you know, a three day stretch for them. Yeah. So that'll wear them down some. And like I said, you only got a six man rotation. So I'm going to go ahead and take Cincinnati.
0: So there's finally a difference there between two. So we move back up to the Sweet 16. We got Virginia, Arizona for both of us. Um, I took Arizona to move to move forward. I think, especially after DeAndre Hunter getting hurt, then losing another one of their key pieces, I already had Arizona moving ahead. Moving ahead anyway. I just I don't know. I like Arizona. I like Arizona's team this year. I have Virginia advancing, and the reason is I, the
1: way the style they play. I feel like they can almost take a, take anyone, plug yeah. them in, and get get the same results. You know, as long as they have those guards that could shoot out there still. And to provide the scoring for them, then I think they're going to be fine. Uh, you know, defensively, I mean, it gets no better than what they've done over yeah. the past five years.
0: One thing I want to challenge—I'm sure you already do this—but I've seen them play in person once. I was at the the game this year, and then I've watched them on TV every year that we play them. I want to challenge people that watch them play: don't watch the ball. If you watch off of it, you'll see how they score so much. They set the best screens out of any team in the, in this tournament, and they move better than any team in this tournament. Fundamentally sound,
1: and I mean that's how teams like Virginia and, and so far Tennessee, Loyola, Cincinnati. That's how them teams succeed is because they're so fundamental. Because yeah. otherwise, their offensive game is not. There's not really a lot there, so they have to be sound and fundamental there.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I've. That's one thing that I will give respect for Tony Bennett about is if you. It, like you said, they can literally plug in you the, the year that you think they're going to be bad. They weren't even ranked coming in the season. Now they the number one overall seed. Yeah. I mean, you can say what you want if you don't have a coach, and you're like, I don't want to play with that stuff. They're winning. I mean, what do you want him to do? They're winning. I know they haven't. It hasn't uh, rolled over to the NCAA tournament, but I mean, they're there. They're there every year. They did. He he comes from. I didn't know this. He came from Washington State his last year in Washington State. You know, he was 17 and 16. And then he came to Virginia and it's just been killing since he's been there. I mean, and he and the thing is is he had good players at, at Washington State. He played Coach Clay Thompson. Yeah. I mean, so it wasn't like he had just crap players. I don't know what it was. it was. Just players not buying in, I guess. I don't know. It's probably a tough system to get a kid to buy into. Hey, come out here and play defense and
1: score fifty points a game as
0: a <laughs> yeah. team. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they had uh one of the the big men, I can't think of what his name is, they did that that 90 feet with Jay Billis, and he said, so how long did it take you to learn your pack line defense? He was like, well, I've been here four years. I feel like I just now learned it. It's like, God bless, man. Like, it it doesn't seem like it would be that hard to learn, but then you watch it, and none of their players miss a beat on anything. And that's the biggest thing is it's – like, I'm sure their practice is so meticulously run. It's, I mean, I'd love to watch one of their practices, to be honest with you. So we moved down. In the south bracket, too, uh, I have Loyola against Nevada. You have Loyola against Cincinnati. Correct. <clears throat> Who you have moving on here? I have Loyola. Uh, I said I'm a
1: believer in their defense. I'm a believer in their outside shooting. Uh, I think they'll give Cincinnati tons of fits. Cincinnati's you know, team built a lot like Tennessee where they're going to have trouble scoring as it is, and you put them against a real strong defensive team. And I guess you kind of say it vice versa as well. Cincinnati's yeah. a very strong team as well. Defensively, but uh,
0: I like Loyola. I'm going to take Loyola as well. I mean, I can't say it enough. You made me a believer. So, move down to the west bracket. We got Xavier moving on for both of us because we already said we're just going to move the ones that go up on everybody. And we got the eight nine game, uh, Missouri and Florida State. This is a very interesting game because you got Michael Porter back in the last in their last game for Missouri in the SEC tournament. You got Florida State who has just athlete after athlete and. I mean, Florida State's been so up and down as well. Just I could. This is one of those eight nine games as well that I've just been back and forth on. Uh, I took Florida State.
1: I took Missouri, and the reason is because Michael Porter. I'm assuming he'll be able to come out there and put up a better performance than he did in the SEC SEC tournament. Yeah. And uh, without him, they they seem to find their their three point stroke. So you figure you got this three point stroke, and you add Michael Porter back into the fold. I feel like it makes them a much better team than what they could have been all year. And uh, I see them getting by a team like Florida State.
0: Here's one thing that I worry about, though, because I did actually hear yesterday that um, they had one of their better players get in trouble for a DUI.
1: Yeah. Some brackets. Yeah. So, um,
0: I can't remember which one it is. It's one of their leading scorers, though. Um, I was actually listening to the radio and they were talking about it. I mean, I – I had gone back and forth, and I'd forgotten that he actually got in trouble uh, for a DUI. So, that could definitely change a lot of brackets. Uh, Jordan Barnett, driving while intoxicated. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It was funny because they they had Perrin Johnson on there, and he was talking. He was like, I don't get these kids that get in trouble for DUIs. He said, the year we went to the NIT, we were garbage. He's like we would go out, and he said he was he was uh, talking about when they beat you all, when you all had uh, who's the you all had the dude with the curly hair. I can't think. it was you all were number one, and we beat you all. In Kentucky beat you all the next game. No guys. Yeah. Years back. Of, yeah, that was way back in the day when Perrin like, Johnson was there. Like
1: Matt Walsh. Matt. Huh? Yeah, it
0: was Matt Walsh. He said they beat they beat Matt Walsh, and then they went out. He was like, I don't understand it. He's like, I had guys that I didn't even know. Like I didn't get it. I'm like. And I'm barely playing. He's like, man, if you need a ride home, I'll give you a ride home. Don't drive. It's like, now you got Uber. Yeah. Like, what are you doing, man? And So I took Florida State. The next one, I'm going to take this one because this is like you're Chicago. This was mine. I fell in love with this team watching them win their conference tournament. South Dakota State and Ohio State. It also helps that I hate Ohio State. But South Dakota State can fill it up one through five from the three-point line. They have – They have a big man at 6'10 that can shoot the three. I'm taking South Dakota State. Um, I mean, you talked about this one uh, probably on Selection Sunday, as a matter of
1: fact, and you made me a believer in them. I took (laughs) South Dakota State as well. And, uh, I mean, a 12
0: always beats a 5 at some point, right? Yeah. The, The next one, though, it sucks because this is another team that you and I actually talked about that we both like is this Gonzaga team this year because they're kind of flying under the radar from normal Gonzaga teams. Normal Gonzaga teams are one seed, and everyone's like, "Oh, they're way overrated." Now they're a four seed. And it's like, I could have seen them being higher. Yeah, uh, I took Gonzaga over UNC Greensboro. I took Gonzaga, and they're 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 a very very talented team. Yeah. Uh, the next one down is another one I kind of had trouble with, but the, by the way, don't be surprised if you see Kelvin Sampson have another big job here soon. The job he's done with Houston, I think, is something that can't be. Looked away from, and the reason he got fired in the first place was garbage anyway. It's not even a rule anymore. he got in trouble for what texting or something too early. It's not even a rule anymore. So I took Houston against uh, San Diego State. I think Houston's playing pretty well. I know they came up short in the AAC championship against Cincinnati, but I'm taking Houston. I think Houston as well. The next game is another one of the teams that you could mention is one of the higher teams in the tournament. With Kentucky and Arizona, we got Michigan, which came into the tournament last year as one of the hotter teams as well, and they ended up beating Louisville. Uh, I don't think either one of us are going to go against Michigan in this one, are we?
1: No, not at all. And definitely they are one of the hottest teams in yeah. basketball right now. Just you wonder if that long layoff, it may not affect them this game, but, you know, they haven't played in going on over a week now. It
0: seems like longer than yeah, that. I mean, yeah. they ended before every other conference tournament even started. So. Which was so stupid. Don't put the Big Ten tournament in New York. You have Rutgers there, and that's it. Like, why are you playing there? Playing Indy, playing Chicago. What do you? Why are you playing in New York? All their fans hated it. Like, like the, trying the, to reach a
1: market that you don't really have anyone there. For. That
0: double header, the Minnesota uh, Rutgers game. You could got you could have bought tickets for $1.50. Like, come on, dude. Are you serious? For a double header, you could have got tickets for a dollar fifty. Move the, move the tournament out of, out of New York. It's a joke that it was even there in the first place. So we move down, and we have uh 7-10 matchup, Texas A&M and Providence. Who you, who you got in that one?
1: I got a Texas A&M. They're actually the sixth-tallest lineup in college basketball, a real physical throwback team. you know. And uh, Providence is actually one of the worst outside shooting teams in the nation. I you can't shoot outside, and you only can go inside. And you're going up against a team like Texas A&M. I don't see that as a as a real strong area to succeed in. So I'm gonna go ahead and take Texas A&M.
0: I'm gonna take Providence uh, mainly because I think Texas A&M is playing the worst, one of the worst out of any of these teams in the tournament right now. They've got, they're kind of falling into the finish line or stumbling into the finish line. And Providence played pretty well. I mean, they, I know they got beat. I feel like they got beat handily by Villanova, in the – in the Big East Championship. I can't remember exactly, but they beat Xavier.
1: Hmm.
0: So, uh, moving down, we got Lipscomb in North Carolina. I don't think either one of us are going to pick Lipscomb already. Their first time making (laughs) the tournament. I'm taking
1: UNC as And that's also
0: one of those teams that is coming in very, very high. Yeah. So, we move back up. We got Xavier. I have Xavier, Florida State. You have Xavier, Missouri. Correct. Uh, I have Xavier moving on. I have Xavier. Uh, then we move down and it sucks because it's two teams that I like. Um, we have South Dakota State and Gonzaga, but I have to go against my my darling of the tournament, and I'm taking Gonzaga. Yeah,
1: I'm taking Gonzaga as well, and I know that hurt for you to say it because did. You, you were really high on them about a
0: week ago, <laughs> and it's it's like, man, why couldn't they be over here, like in one of these easy? Why couldn't they play Auburn?
1: Yeah,
0: well, why didn't they, like I could uh, put them against Auburn.
1: And put them almost.
0: against Kansas. I'm putting them in the lead A if they're in this bracket over here. I'm serious. I'm putting them all the way to the Elite A if they're in the West bracket or Midwest bracket, which would – I don't know. It doesn't make sense. So, move down. I don't think either one of us is going to go against Michigan in this one, are we? No. Or North Carolina. Yeah, Michigan yeah. and North Carolina both. Like I said, two very, very hot thing. So, that brings us to Xavier Gonzaga, Michigan, North Carolina. Um. Uh, I have Xavier winning this game, although I think Gonzaga could give them trouble. I think they could give them a lot of trouble. I
1: took Gonzaga, and uh, I mean they 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 have a lot of lot of scoring options. Yeah, I and mean, they can go inside, they can go outside, even their big men can
0: shoot. They knock down free throws. I mean, that's just a solid team. And you kind of wonder, man, like, did Nigel Williams-Goss make the right decision? I mean, see, I don't even know if he's even playing in the league right now. And he comes back. His team could very well be a one seed in any one of these brackets and be playing for a title again. Easily. Easily. Could be number one overall. Yeah. I mean, it, that kind of hindsight's twenty twenty, but you kind of wonder if that was a mistake in him leaving. So, you you took Gonzaga, I took Xavier. We moved down to Michigan and North Carolina. Two very hot teams, as we both mentioned. Uh, I can't go against North Carolina in this. I just don't think – Michigan has enough weapons to take care of, one, all the calls that they are going to get called against them because they're playing against North Carolina, (laughs) and, two, the scoring weapons that North Carolina does have. Yeah, North Carolina, I
1: mean, they're one, two, three positions. just so solid. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take them as well.
0: So then we move up to – so far in our lead eights, we have Arizona, Loyola, Chicago, uh, Xavier, North Carolina on mine. You got Virginia, Loyola, Gonzaga, and North Carolina. So, let me move over to the east bracket. We'll move down to the 8-9 games. We already have Villanova. Uh, this is a – I know a game that you probably had zero trouble uh, picking. <laughs> I feel like, like – You probably haven't seen my brackets yet. Uh, <laughs> I picked Virginia Tech. I took Virginia Tech as well. You know, I've, I've heard you be kind of down on Alabama. So, okay. So, I, I, that's why I knew I didn't Yeah, pick. Well, I
1: feel like Virginia Tech, so many guys do the same thing. They, they have like six guys who can, who can get
0: you double-figure points. Alabama is
1: yeah. basically – how far can Colin Sexton take us? And that's really only so five.
0: five. That's probably really the only reason they made it. I mean it's definitely the only reason Oklahoma. Well, made you take them it. off
1: the team, they didn't make
0: it. Yeah. And <laughs> so when we moved down and uh, we got a five twelve matchup, which I mold over and mold over and mold over and I actually took the upset. I took Murray State over West Virginia.
1: I took West Virginia,
0: but uh pressing teams don't fare well in NCAA tournament really. No especially if you don't have a lot of scoring options on the offensive end. Because they are not just a pressing team just to wear you out so they can score on you. They're a pressing team to try to turn you over. If they don't turn you over, they're not scoring. And that's what killed them against Kentucky. Kentucky stopped turning the ball over, started taking care of the ball, and they won. So uh, move down to another team who I feel like is not really playing that well. And I saw this today. This is actually – I wanted to say it was like the 40th anniversary of it of the, the Wichita State and Marshall was were the teams that were playing whenever that plane crash happened. Oh wow! Yeah, I I I didn't know that that's who they were playing, but I saw that and I was like, man, that's kind of rough. So I did. I took Wichita State. I I think Marshall won their conference and then that's how they got in. I think that's I think that's how they got in. I think they beat uh, Western, I believe. I think they beat Western in the Conference USA tournament to get into the tournament. I know they went one out of three against WKU. I think so that's and the WKU one.
1: <laughs> is not in the tournament. No, size. they're in the they're in the,
0: the NIT. So who do you have in that Wichita State game?
1: I do have Wichita State uh
0: I know the team started out what were they top ten, top fifteen starting yeah. out? And then they went down to or they went out to the Maui Invitational and lost in the championship game to Notre Dame it's kinda of like you've never really heard much about them the rest of the year after that. Yeah, it was like they lost they lost that game and then it was like, uh well they kind of just like faded away out of the top twenty five. Seems like Wichita State Gonzaga when they if they lose, you know, a Maui or in Gonzaga's case PK
1: eighty, they don't really have many more games left where they can make a mark. I mean Gonzaga mm-hmm. has Saint Mary's,
0: but even this year Saint Marys didn't make the tournament. So Which that's a that's a different story. I think they should have, but that's a story for another time. But we moved down. We got your boys here, Florida. I think we both have Florida moving there. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I know you said you you breathed a little easier once you saw UCLA lose because you thought UCLA could give you guys a little trouble with their size. Yeah, uh, Florida's missing John Avino,
1: Isaiah uh, Stokes, and I'm not sure if Cam Johnson's playing or not. They may have actually set him out for the rest of the year as well. But uh, that's two centers and a six nine forward, and that leaves you with Tavarez Hayes, who's about six eight, guarding some big men down in the post and uh. He's, he, he gives good effort. I mean, he's not a bad ball player, but when you're going up against guys, like UCLA has a decent size, four and five. I mean, that's going to give him fits. And then Holiday would have drove to the basket. I mean, could easily see our big men getting in foul trouble. But St. Bonaventure, definitely not as big as a team and uh, struggled to shoot the ball last night.
0: Yeah. So the next one we got is Texas Tech and um, the team that made us, what was it, Sweet 16 run a couple years ago, Stephen F. Austin they don't we like we did mention before to, to each other though they don't have the same coach but um i took texas tech in this one
1: yeah i took texas tech
0: so uh moving down we have a 7-10 matchup which i've watched arkansas play a couple times just like when they played kentucky and stuff uh, and i've seen butler play a lot because i'm i'm a fan of butler or not really a fan i'm not like tony i'm not i don't have like 20 teams but uh, I do like the way Butler plays, and it is cool to see Keelan Martin playing well for them. So, I actually took Butler in this 7-10 matchup. This is a
1: game I went back and forth on. Uh, I do have Arkansas winning, but uh, Jalen Bradford. Jalen Bradford, that guy, is he can score at will. And then you have the center, Daniel Gafford. And uh, I really didn't know much about him. I told you the other day, like, yeah. man, I really love this game. And I go to see the mock drafts, and I go <laughs> look, and – I'm a Minnesota Timberwolves fan,
0: and have us projected taking them. I couldn't be happier. I told you, man. It, I was like, I mean, I kind of already figured that's where he was going when you told me that. And you were like, "Holy crap, he's going to Minnesota in the mock draft." I was like, I thought that's why you told me to look. You're like, no, I had no idea. Yeah, no clue. But I, I love this game, and uh, I, he's a definite difference maker in the middle, ultra shots all day long. And I don't think either one of us have anything for Purdue. Both of us have Purdue. Yeah. I yeah. Have so we move back up there. We got uh, we have Villanova, Villanova, Virginia Tech. I took Villanova. Moving on to that one. Yeah, I had Villanova as well. Uh, the next one we got Murray State, Wichita State. I took Wichita State, and I have West Virginia, Wichita
1: State, and I, I took Wichita State as well. Um,
0: then we got an interesting game here. I think that I think you all are going to get the win here, but I think it could be a tough game for you all with Texas Tech. I agree. Tough game. You're probably looking at a game where you're looking at
1: 62-59. Uh, I do have us winning uh, senior guard play, Chioza, and then you have Kevon Allen, Hudson. There's A lot of strong guard play that leads to success in the tournament, and I think that's what will end up carrying us.
0: And the next one, I have Butler. You have Arkansas and playing Purdue. I think the senior leadership that you were just going to with Florida is what – I think Butler will give them a tough game because I think the – one, they're neighbors, pretty much. And two, I don't know. I just Butler always seems to give people fits in the tournament. Yeah. I'm, it's, how many Elite Eights did they go to in a row? Well, they went to the two championship, two games championship in a row. Yeah. I mean, of course, Brad Steven's not there anymore, but still. I mean, even thinking back, we were talking about the Louisville game back in the day when, when – Archie. The, yeah, when, when Archie killed us. So, I mean, that was pretty much – that's, a, that's another thing I haven't talked about on here, but we've kind of brought these teams to the forefront of winning tournament games because we did it for Creighton. We did it for Gonzaga. We did it for them. We did it for Xavier. We lost to David West and uh, what was his name, Romain Sato that they had. With. Yeah. Romain Sato could ball, though. But it seems like after that, all those teams is just like, yeah, we're going to start winning the tournament now. Yeah, and now maybe these teams like Loyola
1: and stuff can become the new
0: Gonzaga where they turn the corner year after
1: year.
0: I mean, I'm hoping so. I mean, this is, again, going back to South Dakota State, this is the third time in a row they've been in the tournament. So, I mean, it is something that they're starting to make I a habit of. they won a game uh, two, two I think. Ago, I, I feel like it was last year that they won a game. Uh, so – I do have Purdue winning, but I do think it could be a tough game for them. And I, I think you probably even say the same thing for yours because Arkansas. Yeah, Arkansas, defense. Yeah, Arkansas.
1: Pretty good defense. They got. They also have some seniors, but overall, Purdue's a better team. And uh, you know, you got Osgood against a freshman and Gafford. I, will take on that one.
0: So we have the same, uh, Sweet Sixteen in this bracket, right? Villanova, Wichita State, Florida, Purdue. Correct. Uh, I have Villanova moving on. I don't really think they're going to have very much trouble up top, to be honest with you. I think it will be closer than to thing. I, I I like Landry Shannon a lot, but uh,
1: overall, I do, I do think Villanova is just too tough of a team. Uh,
0: down low. I know it's going to be har- hard for, for you to hear this, but I have Purdue beating Florida. I have Purdue as well, and that goes back to what I
1: told you. Florida was missing uh, the big men in the post, and that's – it's just a lot to overcome so many games in a row. Uh, team defensively, they they improved. If you would have looked at Florida at the beginning of the year, they were averaging about 100 points a game and giving up 90. Now they give up
0: about 50 and only score 60. You wonder what happened. <laughs> so, I mean, the good thing about you all is, I mean, you all can shoot fairly decent. But a lot of times I feel like when you are scoring, you are going at the rim. So that you were wondering, you know, how could they get hostile foul trouble? That's how they get hostile foul trouble. Because Haas is – He's a – and plus, I mean, you just have to – the biggest thing about him is you just have to get him to come out of the lane. You have to get your big man to go out and set screens. You get him in a screen and roll, you're going to get him in foul trouble. And that is one thing
1: Florida does. And But the only issue is when Kavar he's also going to get in foul trouble. you got to bring someone like Keystone or Gak in, and they're just way too
0: undersized. So, we have the same Elite Eight, Villanova, Purdue. I I think it's going to be a good game. But we'll move down to the Midwest. Uh, to the most overrated one seed, in my opinion. Uh, I've been a Kansas hater all season, and I'm still going to be a Kansas hater. But I'm not going to not move them on because even though I do think Penn is not a bad team, I don't think they're going to beat Kansas.
1: Yeah, Kansas easily. Uh, Kansas actually has probably one of the most favorable one seed draws as well. Yeah.
0: Virginia could have (laughs) easily played in this one. Yeah. So then (laughs) – I mean, to be honest with you, I don't really feel like Kansas has that tough of a game until they get to Elite Eight. And yeah, I don't know. We'll see. So, the next one, I have Seton Hall, but I went back so back and forth on this one because it's weird. Like I feel like Seton Hall could beat NC State, but then if I put NC State up, I feel like NC State could beat Kansas. But I don't know if NC State could beat Seton Hall. It's just weird how contrasting styles can change so much in the tournament. Yeah, I took a I
1: took, uh, NC State in this one. They, they have some quality wins. Beat Arizona, beat Clemson, beat North Carolina, Duke. They're they're pretty decent team, and they're coming from what I believe is actually the best conference at ACC.
0: I mean, I think it's close. I mean, I I guess it's – I don't know. I like a lot of the Big East teams, and I didn't really want to seem like a homer all the time when I said the ACC was the best conference. So, uh, moving on down, we have Clemson, New Mexico State. Who you got in that one? Clemson. Uh I seen them play a little bit early in the year, uh, out of conference,
1: especially against they played Florida. Uh, I, I I like that team. It's a little scrappy team. They can they can make a little bit of noise.
0: I actually have New Mexico State. I looked up some New Mexico State stuff today. They won't lost five games. Uh, they did lose to uh, they lost to a good team early. I can't remember who. I wasn't say it was St. Mary's. Maybe they they did lose to them early in the season. But I me, mean, I don't know they really had five losses. And they probably didn't play that strong with schedule, but. You have five losses. I don't know. I just, there's always that one team that's going to surprise a lot of people. And I feel like Mexico State could be that team. Um, The next one down, we got Auburn and Charleston. Auburn uh, being John's favorite team in the tournament. Uh, I think it was your favorite team. They were my favorite team when I (laughs) predicted that they would win one game. And I was right. Because that was really the only time that I was like, man, they're decent. Like, I don't think they're absolutely terrible. And I actually got that game right. I won't mention that I said that they were going to be Kentucky, but and I was right. But uh, I think we did. You pick Auburn in this game, or did you pick Charleston? I did take Auburn. So we, uh, moving on down here to the next one, we got TCU against the winner of the Arizona State Syracuse game. Um, I took the winner of the playing game. I don't. I'm not a believer of the Big Twelve. I just. I'm not. I'm not. I'm a big Big Twelve hater. I'm not a, really a believer of them.
1: I took TCU just because
0: Arizona State, and Syracuse might not even probably shouldn't have even been in the tournament. I can agree with that. I can't. I can't agree with that. I think it. I think it's going to end up being Syracuse, and I think Syracuse will will beat TCU. But I just put the Arizona State, Syracuse winner. Uh, next we got Michigan State, Bucknell. I know Bucknell was given, they beat Kansas back in the day. But this is they they be, be
1: Duke in a regular season game, maybe. They they I might know. have.
0: They might they might have done that. Um, I have Michigan State. I got Michigan State, of course. Uh, the next one we have uh, probably my most hated team in the tournament, other than Kansas, which happens to be another Big 12 team, uh, Oklahoma. with uh, We got Kansas as being, to me, the most overrated team in the nation, and you got the most overrated player in the nation to me, and Trey Young, Mr. Turnover himself, and I think they're going to get drummed by Rhode Island. I have wrote I do have Rhode island winning. Oklahoma just struggled too much down the stretch. They, they,
1: lose, they lost the first game in the Big Twelve as well, right? Or yeah. they, they got, okay, they so got they absolutely killed in so, that so game. struggling down the stretch and then not playing for a week. Yeah, it's just not a good combination.
0: Yeah, welcome to uh, the NCAA making money off you, Trey Young. I hope you're hope you're enjoying that because it's the only reason you're in the tournament. Is because they know you're gonna generate money and watches. That's it. <laughs> Future Cavaliers point guard, by the way. Do not don't don't put that evil. I do not want to see him play with LeBron. So moving down, I think we both have Duke in that one. Agree. All right, so we got Kansas. I have Kansas State Hall. You have Kansas, NC State. You got an upset here? No. Kansas moving on, which we said we kind of feel like they got a favorable draw. I don't know if you're as down on Kansas as I am, but I d- mean I was kind of up on them slightly. Bill Self.
1: <laughs> Told you about the interview he had the other day. He actually made me start to not
0: feel so high about him. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, you were saying that he was like, "Well, this is probably my what did you say my least favorite team I've had." Is that what you said? He said, "Yeah, I mean, they were asking him about you
1: know at this point since this team had overcome so much and you know they weren't as highly rated early in the year as some of his other teams that maybe this was his favorite team
0: and he just came out flat said no." <laughs> <laughs> and then he was talking about one of his players that he has on the team and he he like badmouthed him the whole time in the interview and then he kind of used Billy Preston not playing there as a crutch yeah it's like no you're already setting enough for you all to have a failure in the tournament you like well we don't have Billy Preston anymore and like we only play six or seven guys because we just don't have that much experience Kansas I don't, I don't know so then we got New Mexico State and Auburn I actually have New Mexico State beating Auburn there I have Clemson Auburn
1: and I have Clemson beating Auburn uh I say Auburn had it ever since Auburn had an injury probably about five six games to go in the regular season and ever since then, they've
0: they've just gone downhill. Was it the point guard that had already torn his ACL that because he was playing with a torn ACL? I'd never seen. No, that. I don't. I don't. It was. It wasn't him. Because that was the I can't. I think it was the Kentucky game. That he that he re it or something. No, nah, it it was whoever they
1: played right after Kentucky. He but he got hurt had a nasty fall break. Yeah,
0: and it was like. Why are you even playing, man? Just go ahead and take the rest of the time off. So, moving down, we got. Uh, I have the Arizona State Syracuse winner against Michigan State. I took Michigan State moving forward. Michigan State, and then I have Duke beating Rhode Island. I agree. So, Kansas, New Mexico State. You have Kansas, Clemson, and um, I took Kansas, even though I, I don't want to. I took Kansas as well, and
1: I mean, it, like I said, this top half of this bracket with Clemson was just a very, very favorable
0: draw for sure. Where are they, uh, they actually playing these games right here? At? I feel like it's Kansas City. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah they so, so not only do they do that, but they're also playing in Kansas home. City. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, hey, what a joke! I, and then you got Xavier, who is to me is a better team than Kansas. Is playing. I don't even. It's probably Spokane, Washington, or something. Total opposite side of the country, away from in the Western bracket. I don't know. It's a joke to me. So. Then down at the bottom, we have Michigan State Duke. I have Duke uh, moving on there. I have Duke as well. I mean, they played earlier in the season. Grayson Allen went absolutely ham against them, and they didn't even have Marvin Bagley pretty much the whole game he got poked in the eye early in the game. So, I mean, now you add Marvin Bagley back to the fold, and, I mean, Grayson Allen has been playing better since Bagley got hurt and sat out a couple games. Uh, Duke is a team that I think would give a lot of people trouble, and I hate to say that because I don't like Duke. So that moves us to our Elite Eight. We have – I think we have pretty much the same Elite Eight. Yeah, I got Other than the West. I got
1: Virginia, Loyola in the South, Gonzaga, UNC in the West, Villanova, Purdue in the East, and Kansas, Duke in the Midwest.
0: So the left side, we actually have two different ones on the top part of it. So we move up to the South bracket to give our team that's going to go to the Final Four. Uh, this is, this is probably gonna break your heart to break your team, your break your team's heart. I feel like, but I moved to Arizona ahead above Loyola.
1: Yeah, can't argue that. Uh, I took Virginia in that game. It, you know, it was a nice little romance <laughs> in the dance there, yeah. but uh, all good things come to an end. <laughs> yeah,
0: and then in the bottom we got Xavier, North Carolina for me, and you have Gonzaga, North Carolina. Um, I moved North Carolina ahead. I have North Carolina as well. So over over in the lead eight in the East bracket we have uh, Villanova Purdue. Uh, I think Villanova just with their experience and their guard play I think is going to end up beating Purdue for me.
1: Right, and I have the same uh, Villanova advancing. Guard play is just so critical on the tournament. You yes. usually see more good guards win you than more than good big men.
0: That's very true. I mean, take the UConn teams for instance. Yeah, I mean, both times in the, exactly. in the in the in the in the twenty tens because you had the. The Kemba Walker team. Then you had the Shabazz Napier team. Yeah, very true. Uh, moving down, we have Kansas and Duke. Uh, I have Duke moving on beating Kansas. I have Kansas. And I, you have Kansas beating Duke. Uh, I could see this Kansas game getting like Louisville, Arizona back in 2008 where Duke just absolutely drums Kansas, and then they go out and lay an egg the next game. Like, I could honestly feel like – I know it was in the Sweet 16 when we did that and then lost to Michigan State. But I could honestly see Duke just absolutely beating the Brakes off Kansas. Because if they get hot, I mean, they have as much talent as anybody in the nation on their team, Duke does. It's just – if you watch them, the reason I feel like they're so bad is they're so bad defensively.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's because Bagley doesn't know how they, to play that play time. They play
1: an odd defense. Like, it's not – It's
0: they call it, what, a 1-4? Yeah. You know,
1: it's almost, like a
0: high 1-4, and Bagley comes up. Really high, way too high, and I feel like if you watch that North Carolina game, North Carolina figured it out. It's just like, all right, throw it to a wing, have Bagley come up, then throw it to the middle, and then you're scoring because you're going to get Wendell Carter and foul. Wendell Carter is actually a very good interior defender, but when he can't play the whole game, and then when you're moving him out of position so much because you have Bagley playing so bad, it's thinking of Wendell Carter. That guy has just took
1: off as the season went on.
0: Well, see, to be honest with you, I, I watch Duke games because one of my best friends is a Duke fan, so I see Duke play a lot. Wendell Carter would be getting talked about a whole lot more if he didn't play with Marvin Bagley. Oh. I agree. To me, I think he may be the third best big man. I think I would put him above Bomba, to be honest with you, because because outside of defense, I don't really think Bomba brings you very much. He's like, To me, he's like a, a, a DeAndre Jordan is what he kind of reminds me of with how he plays really good defense, but – Offensively, it's not going to bring you much. Uh, Wendell Carter can defend. He can shoot from the outside. He can shoot from the – he has good feet. He has good hands. I don't know. I think Wendell Carter is a very, very underrated player. So, my final four have Arizona, North Carolina, Villanova, and Duke. You got Virginia, North Carolina,
1: Villanova, and
0: Kansas. So, um, I have Arizona beating North Carolina to go into the championship. And I have North Carolina beating Virginia. North Carolina beating Virginia—that's it. So you have you were you were sticking with the North Carolina being one of the hottest teams. Uh, then moving over to the uh, Final Four on the right side, I have Villanova beating Duke. And I have Villanova beating Kansas. So we have at least one of the same championship teams in there. Uh, I have Villanova playing Arizona in the championship, and I have Villanova cutting down the nets again for the second time in two, in, two, in three years. And I have North Carolina cutting down the nets for the second time in three years. <laughs> and yeah, there it is. I mean, it would be kind of cool to kind of see, although it's funny because you hear all the – we both like the NBA, but you hear all these college basketball lovers that hate the NBA that say, well, see, look how bad the NBA is. There's no parity in the NBA. It's all the same teams. If they play again, I don't want to hear that. That would be the third or no, I'm sorry, Gonzaga played last year. Yeah.
1: But but it second be time UNC's in, third straight trip. Villanova played two out of three. Yeah, and but uh, I mean you could definitely make an argument that they're of when you look at the last three years, they're the two best teams in college basketball.
0: Yeah, I mean for sure. I mean if if especially if it makes it like that, you would have to say they are. Because they made it to the championship. That would be three times for North Carolina, two times for Villanova. And if Villanova wins I mean, it's two times to three years, and North Carolina wins two times to three years. So, um, I think this shows. I mean, I, I don't. I'm sure a lot of people have different, way different brackets than what we have. But I don't. I don't really know if I don't. I don't know, man. This this the tournament is all. It's it's probably going to be one of those ones where it's chalk the whole time. Where we're like, oh yeah, there's going to be this up, so there's going to be this upset, and then it's just like one seed all the way to the final four.
1: Or it could be something crazy where it could finally be a year where someone with, you know, 11 losses wins a championship. Yeah, or
0: like what was it, the 2011 where George Mason made it all the way to the Final Four as exactly. an 11 seed? I mean, you never know. That's, that's the greatest thing about this. And I was listening to the Jeff Wall show on the way here. He was having this last show before the tournament. And shout out to the Louisville women, by the way, first one seed. I think they could make a lot of noise, especially since they don't really have to leave a two-state area if they just keep winning. I mean the furthest they gotta go is Columbus, Ohio, so let's hope they do that. Um he was talking about why people love March Madness so much and, and because he says the best team doesn't always win because this is a one game playoff. Yeah, it's not like it's not like the World Series, you know, you play seven games, you gotta win four times. You you can get lucky one time. Yeah. I mean, look at some of the old championship games. You have NC State, you have the Villanova game. I mean, there's been the Yukon. There's definitely times where this has happened and who knows? That's, that's the good thing about this is we could have a 100% bracket. We could have a 0% bracket. We don't know. It's That's that's the fun thing about doing these every year. But, John, I thank you for coming on. I think it was a good episode. I would have loved to seen Tony because I'm sure he probably would have put UCLA winning the championship because of Lonzo Ball. But who knows? Uh, even though they already lost last night, he probably still would have put him. No, it's Big Baller. Big Baller is going to win the championship. I can't. I can't wait till he listens to this, by the way, because he's gonna love <laughs> hearing these couple things in here. Um, but I, I always well, let, since we're talking about Alonso, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I mean, how much? We've already gone fifty minutes. I don't know if we want to go another hour here and you bring bring stats down. If you all could see the group text that we have, he, me, John, and Tony. Last night, I was watching Netflix, which I'm sure I'm gonna get a lot of hatred for because that playing game was on. I was watching Netflix and my phone was like, wah, wah, wah. it just went off. And I was like, Oh my God, I get on there and Sim two arguing about Lonzo ball. And <laughs> I wish you could just see some of these arguments because John, I feel like sometimes doesn't really get mad. He's just poking at Tony. And I feel like Tony finally got you last night to get you mad. <laughs> Cause you were like, no, no, it was, it was so great to get back on there and see, I think it was like 18 text messages when I came back from, like literally being gone for like 40 seconds. That's a calm day. Yeah. I I, I remember one time I woke up in the morning with, and this is three of us in a group text. I woke up in the morning and I had 113 missed text messages and 110 of them were from just that group text. (laughs) I was like, "What were you all talking about? It's like, oh, there he is. Now he's awake. It's like, yeah, I was asleep. I got to work at eight o'clock in the morning. So it's, it's always fun. But John, I thank you for coming on, man. Uh, I hope you had a good time. I'd love to do it again. Oh, absolutely, anytime, man. Uh, we got to get we're, we're talking about getting a round table together for. Uh, we need to do it for the NBA playoffs, like when they announce the NBA playoffs. We we'll have to maybe uh, find a fourth or something because we know it'll be pro Alonzo Ball, even though they won't be in the playoffs from Tony, and and Tony, it's not going to lose because Tony has like six teams, so it's. The odds are in Tony's favor. Yeah, it's – if we were playing the Hunger Games, Tony would probably win because the odds would definitely be in his favor. So, John, again, I thank you for coming on. I had a I had a blast. Uh, guys, keep liking, keep sharing. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hopefully you don't go completely by our bracket because <clears throat> it seems like girls that pick the pretty jerseys always win anyway. <laughs> so do whichever you want to do. Listen to the episode, pick your bracket from us, but just don't blame us if you lose uh keep liking keep sharing uh we'll keep I'll keep putting these episodes out and I'll keep trying to get good guests like John and other buddies that that know good stuff about sports so uh have a good one guys and try to stay warm because it's pretty cold out there again later.